Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily, today discussing star players, non-quarterbacks that could be on the move, guys who could be traded here in this crazy NFL offseason. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. That's promo code PFF to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday's season finale, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash prediction dash challenge dash DFS for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. All right, Sam, we've talked plenty about quarterbacks. Let's take them out of the equation right now. No Deshaun Watson, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, trade talk, even though there's more rumors now about Carr. Let's discuss some other star players who could be on the move. You name one, I'll name one, and then we'll go through maybe a couple others. So you start. I'm impressed with your restraint, uh, holding back from the Derek Carr thing. I would have thought you'd be all over that for the Daily, but uh, well done. That's growth. I'm impressed. Um, J.J. Watt, Houston, it's a fire sale. Everybody wants out. Nobody wants any part of what's going on there. Deshaun Watson wants out. That's probably going to happen, even though they apparently want him to stay if Deshaun Watson's out, J.J. Watt cannot be far behind. Um, like, And to be fair to him, like he's been there for the entire time. So let the guy go to pastures new, see what he can do. He apparently wants you know, to angle towards Green Bay, the Wisconsin guy. Got himself a fancy house there, you know, all about the Wisconsin stuff, the Miller Lite sign, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't hate that. I don't think that's a bad one. But I would love to see... J.J. Watt wind up with the Cleveland Browns. And the other thing is, I would like to see J.J. Watt move back inside full-time to be an interior defensive lineman again, not an edge rusher. I think, given his decline, his days as a truly elite edge rusher are probably over, but this guy was a uh, a phenom inside before he pivoted outside earlier in his Texans career. Let's see that again. You know, I've heard you on the podcast before say J.J., He's not the same player. He's you know he's not what he once was, which is all true. But what yes. is he now? An eighty-five point five grade last year, Sam. That's still uh-huh. really good in his but, worst season. Yes. But a seventy-six point seven pass rushing grade, which is not anywhere near as good as he typically is. the The run where he was at his peak was all above ninety. It was Aaron Donald esque. Then there was the sort of bounce back after the injuries where he was eighty nine, eighty eight. And then 76. Like, that is a big step backwards for a guy like J.J. Watt. And it's still good. It's still useful. But I think his days as a true top-tier edge rusher are probably done now. Move him back inside, the guy is still a freaking monster, though. I make this point with a lot of guys, too. He played over 1,000 snaps last year. And as he heads into, you know, he's got 10 years in the league here. At what point do you say, all right, man, we know you can play every down. But give us 600 snaps. You know, give us 700 snaps of uh, maybe a little bit of outside and a little bit of in, you know on the interior type of play instead of being an every down guy. Even though you know he's still excellent against the run, he's still a good enough pass rusher. To your point, he took a step back. At what point do you, you know, cut his snaps just a little bit? I'd be intrigued with him going if he went to Cleveland and he's on the same defensive line as Miles Garrett. That's the type of stuff that I'm fascinated by. Like if he went to the Bears and him and Khalil Mack, the two guys who have been the two best edge rushers are on the same defensive line. I would love to just see that, even if it is a shell of old J.J. Watt. 
I mean, imagine J.J. Watt being lined up on the same side as Miles Garrett and those two executing stunts, you know, like Justin Smith and Alden Smith back in the day for the 49ers. J.J. Watt, before he moved outside, was averaging 80-odd pressures a year for the Texans as an interior pass rusher. That is, it's not quite Aaron Donald-esque. Donald is at 90. Donald is threatening 100 on occasions. He is pretty much peerless, but... It's as good as anybody else we've ever seen inside. It's as good as, you know, the, the best Geno Atkins season. It's as good as the best Fletcher Cox season. That is, it's 20 more than Chris Jones had this season. If J.J. Watt is still, still able to do that as an interior player, where I think his, whatever he's lost athletically would be hidden a little bit, man, that's special still. All right, so I love the idea of Watt, uh, you know, ending up with a different team, you know, moving on from the Texans. I think it's a legitimate possibility. Uh, the name I'm going to bring up, though, uh, another legitimate possibility is Stephon Gilmore of the New England Patriots. There were already rumors last year about Gilmore potentially moving on. He heads into the last year of his contract. He signed a five-year deal with New England last year in 2020. Was about to make 17 million or so. They upped him just before the season, threw some money his way. This year's cap hits over 16 million. And in classic New England form, the three best years they got out of him, 17, 18, and 19, his cap hit 8 million, 9 million. This year it jumps up to over 16. And it's not like New England's low on cap space or anything, but this is their move, right? Last year, the contract value still high, even though Gilmore's coming off of his worst season in a while, coming off some injuries. Any team would want a Stephon Gilmore. So I could see New England saying, all right, We've got some rebuilding to do in other areas. Plus, they kind of have the horses to maybe replace him at cornerback. They've developed guys like J.C. Jackson and Jonathan Jones in the slot, and Jason McCourty has done a nice job there the last couple of years. They've done a good job of having cornerbacks there, even you know with McCourty on the move. So this is it. Stephon Gilmore, he's the guy, and I think the 49ers, who have zero cornerbacks under contract right now, Sam, would be a great fit for Gilmore. Yeah, and I think the 49ers still think that they're kind of in that window, right? The win now, the championship caliber season, um, if if they get everybody healthy and they get everything back on track. So they could be a team that would be prepared to make that kind of move. How concerned are you with the season that Gilmore just had, though? Another guy that took a big step back compared with where he's been the last few years. I think anytime you have a cornerback, you know, kind of at, at his, he's over 30, right? He'll be 31 right, right at the beginning of of the season that's about the time a lot of corners drop off but we're only talking 600 snaps compared to the previous three years he was the clear top cornerback in the nfl he's and he's got uh the type of man coverage skills that everybody wants on the outside so i think it's still worth the risk especially if you're talking you know right now grabbing him in that last year the contract you know our guy brad spielberger our cap expert said look with the veteran contracts you're probably gonna because the cap's going down, they're probably going to have to extend these guys, push some money into future future years. I think I think Gilmore's worth a shot for, say, the next three years or so. Um, at 30, 31 years old, take him till he's 34, well worth a shot at this point to, to hold on to Gilmore. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I, I, a guy as talented as that and a guy as good at what he was doing as that is incredibly valuable. I, I was just, this came to mind. There's a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo to New England rumors. Mm-hmm. What if it was a Stephon Gilmore for Jimmy Garoppolo-ish trade? If the Niners truly... I mean, the Niners need to have a replacement at QB, yeah. but they are positioned to potentially draft one. 
and maybe they get someone somewhere else and Garoppolo's not a part of that trade. But yeah, just just thinking out loud here, a couple needs. Q- Patriots need yeah. a QB and the Niners some need, sense. need a corner. Um, Here's a, other, let me go ahead. let me give you another move though off to, on the top of that. Let's say the Patriots start going crazy this offseason. We we flip Stephon Gilmore, we get in Jimmy Garoppolo. Now let's give Jimmy Garoppolo some receiving weapons. What if the Patriots got Odell Beckham Jr.? Now, there's another guy that could be on the move, and I am fascinated to know, you know, I would want to be a fly on the wall in Cleveland's offseason meetings and them saying, do, do they have the same conversation that we had, which was like, man, uh, OBJ went down, the offense got better, and this has been a consistent theme. All of Baker Mayfield's best NFL play has been without OBJ on the field, who is still a really good receiver. He is everything you want in a true number one receiver, wins at the catch point, route runner, after the catch, he could do it all. But I wonder if Cleveland thinks maybe, you know, less is more for Baker and potentially does trade him. New England was interested in him a couple years ago when the Giants were trading him. And New England has been in desperate need of wide receiver help for a while now. Not crazy, Sam. Yeah. And the Patriots have cap space. They've got money to pay for it. Um, And look, I I don't, I think it's too simplistic to just say Odell Beckham is, is a problem in Cleveland. The offense got better without him. Because, like, the offense got better, period. It was getting better anyway. They remember a new system, new head coach, new everything, and no preseason to work it all out. So it was probably going to be worse at the start of the season than it was as things went on. I think it's probably reasonable to think that if if Odell Beckham had stayed healthy, he also would have improved along with Baker Mayfield and the rest of the offense. But whether you like it or not, the Odell Beckham circus is a factor right and teams if they know that they can get by without him you know at this point are probably going to start looking at what that would look like uh, the one other name that's uh, kind of a big name that is almost assuredly going to be traded this offseason Zach Ertz tight end from the Philadelphia Eagles again they were shopping him toward the end of last season wasn't great last year was limited but we're talking to a guy who has the number seven receiving grade among tight ends since 2017 can still run routes, get open, and for tight end needy teams, including New England, you know they could be in the mix yeah. there too. Zach Ertz, a guy um, that I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see some names moved this offseason, Sam, even beyond just the, the QB discussion we've already heard. Trade everybody to the Patriots. You heard it here first. All right. It's not just the PFF Patriots Daily. It's the PFF NFL Daily. Let us know. Who do you think? Star players on the move. Where should they go? It's PFF NFL Daily. PFF NFL Daily.